0: Singer, talking about the 1970s and 80s. Let's start off with when you were born. Okay, I was born in September 1969. So I was a child in the 1970s and a teenager in the 1980s. Um, what, what school did you go to? Okay. Um, I grew up in Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK, and I went to a primary school, which was boys and girls together, called St. Patrick's, and then a secondary school, which was girls only, called St. Catherine's. What was the fashion? Oh, well, when I was a child, we wore lots of things. It was quite fashionable for children to be to wear things like dungarees or pinafores with straps. Uh, sometimes they were very short and came just really quite above our knee. And we had to wear big long white socks up to our knees. Um, there was sort of a fashion for sort of maxi dresses for little girls, so that they were right down to your to ankles. You wore that going out for for, for you know just visiting somebody's house rather than something you wore to school. We didn't have a school uniform in the primary school, so we could wear what we wanted. We could wear jeans or trousers if we wanted. All very bright colours. A lot of necks a hmm. lot of checks. Very Bay City Rollers. Where of the Bay City Rollers? No. <coughs> they were in a pop group at the time, and they wore a lot of tartan. So that anything to do with them was that was quite popular. Um, so that was um, a band. So it was a band. Yeah. Yeah. What other music was there? A, the Osmonds were very popular. Um I remember when Greece, the film came out because I was about your age then and anything to do with Greece was really popular. We all had to learn all the same. Um, were the Beatles there? Mm. Oh, they well. were sort of going off a bit yeah. because yeah, they were in their sort of hippie phase and that wasn't so popular with with with, with, with our age group. Yeah, Bay City Rollers, the Osmonds, uh, the monkeys still a bit. So, um, were you keen on singing, or did you um, were you in any plays at school? Oh yes, we had school plays every year, and we had lots of singing in school and concerts and things. Like Oh, at school we did Joseph and Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. That was another popular musical that year. So we we all at school we really learnt all the songs from Joseph. And we were taken off to see a production of that, which was very exciting. First time a lot of us had ever been into a theatre. We didn't, children didn't go to theatres those days very much. Was it the one in London? Uh, no, it was in Belfast. Oh, so yes, Northern Ireland, yeah, but I think it was a London production who had come over to, to give a performance in Northern Ireland. Um, did you travel a lot? No, this is a big difference between my growing up and your growing up. It was very, very unusual for uh, families to travel abroad. Very unusual. If you were lucky, you might have spent a week at, this, at the coast at the seaside somewhere but generally in the holidays you went to visit grandparents or aunts or uncles and they were usually in the same country. And um, I remember a friend of mine going to Spain for a holiday and she was the only girl anybody knew who ever had gone anywhere like that and it was thought to be very, very exotic. Nobody in my class had ever been on an aeroplane apart from that girl. What was your most embarrassing moment in school? The most embarrassing moment in school? Well, I'll tell you this one. We had a fancy dress competition and my mother had been, she was a nurse, and she was doing a lot for um, collecting money for cancer research, so she decided that she would dress me up as a cigarette and do, smoking is bad for you, as the slogan. So I had white paper right round my top half and brown paper around my bottom half, so I could only walk like that, and I had two little holes cut from my eyes, and I was waiting for this fancy dress parade to start, but unable to see anything. I'm just standing really really still and the next thing I heard everybody in the crowd laughing and I heard I felt this wet feeling on my feet and what had happened was a, a, a wolfhound an Irish wolfhound dog they're really big had come down the parade somebody had let him off the lead and he had thought I was a lamppost and he had raised his leg and he had done a wee on me so my costume had got all wet and my socks and everything and I was truly embarrassed <laughs> What was your, like, did you ever get told off at school? Oh yes. What were the punishments? Oh yes, that's a good one. Yes, another difference. We had teachers in our primary school, there were two or three, both, oh, men teachers at, at the primary school, who would who would sell smack. You, one used two used rulers and one used a very long bamboo cane. And the sort of things that you would get hit for were if the teacher said for the class to be silent and then somebody started talking you'd be called up at the front and whacked on your hand, boys or girls. In front of the whole and class. In front of the whole class. Or if you were lining up and somebody got pushed you out of line, even though it wasn't your fault, the person if he found the person pushing, they would be called up. But even if he didn't, if he only saw you fall, you would be called up and you would be hit. Or if there were ten sums and he said, Anyone who gets less than five, come up and you'll get two slaps on each hand. So we frequently had that. Was it very beautiful? It really stung, yes. Yes. Which was worse, or hand? No, they they didn't do bottoms. They only did hands. So you would you would you would it right on your on the palm of your hand. He used one of those really flicky plastic rulers mm-hmm. that you know makes a real swish sound when it's. So um, that that's a real difference. And when you went home, you told your parents. They just said, well get your sums right next time, or don't talk in the class again next time. There wasn't any parents who went, oh, that's really dreadful, I'm going to go up and speak to those teachers. They didn't. They just let the teachers get on with it. But it was was phasing out. It was beginning to become less of a common thing. But there were certainly three teachers in my school who would hit children aged about eight years, eight years to 11 years. Were there any new inventions when you were growing? I remember when video recorders came out. It was because I was... I think in my last year in primary school, and my dad went to get one, and it was probably half the size of one of your desks. It was massive, and he'd got the person who he'd, um who'd sold it to him had also sold him a video um, of ET, the film ET, because oh, that was, was the year it had come out. But it was a pirate copy, and it was just completely fuzzy. But we, we thought it was fantastic to be able to watch a film that was only in the cinemas, um, and we were the first people to get a video be- recorder because my father was, and still is, very keen on gadgets of all sorts like to try and have the latest things. So in 1981 he was one of the first to in certainly where we lived to get a video. What was your home like? Uh, our home was a bungalow, quite a modern bungalow. There were no stairs in it at that time. Um, we had, there were three bedrooms for the three children, myself, my sister and my brother and my mother and father as well. So I think for a while we might have, my sister and I shared a bedroom because I think there were only three bedrooms for a long time. So my sister and I had bunk beds or single beds. My brother had his room, he was a baby. And my parents room. Uh, And it was in the countryside surrounded by fields. We had our own garden at the front and a garden at the back. And there were lots of fields and farmland around. And two miles to go by car or by bus into the nearest town. Um, how old oh. were your brothers and sisters? My, my brother was born when I was eight and my sister was two years younger than, than myself so I played with my sister or fought with my sister a lot of the time. Um, sorry, can I just go back to school? Yeah. Um, what type of lessons did you have? In primary school, um, you were taught by one teacher the whole way through, um, you know, if you were in primary five. Um, which is the equivalent of Year Form Four now. Um, you had one teacher who would split the day into doing maths, um, English. We didn't do any languages. Did a lot of RE because it was a Catholic school, so we we, we did a lot about the Bible and um, prayers and things like that. We had assembly every morning. Um, teacher would would in quiet time maybe the teacher would had been good would read a story. I remember having the um, Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe read to us chapter by chapter and we really looked forward and said if we're really good sir so can we have two chapters today if we really get our work done soon so. Now very occasionally we would um, be brought into the uh, foyer where there was a television and we would um, the programme, um, an educational programme would, would be on and we would watch it. It couldn't be pre-recorded and shown to us. We had to actually be at the TV the time the programme was on and um, that was rare. What's Mm Oh yes, oh yes. What school lunches did you have? Right, well you could either have school lunches, which I think were quite horrid. It was all quite sort of gluey mashed potatoes and I remember those pink custard, bright pink custard with these slabs of sponge cake that looked like sponges you would clean the car with. So we tended to have packed lunches. My sister and I always were in the packed lunch lot. There were three tables in the the canteen for uh, uh, girls and boys having packed lunches. We would all have the same sort of things. We would have things like um, sandwiches with cheese slice in it, um, a Penguin bar or or a, or a Kit Kat and a packet of crisps, and that was a typical lunch, maybe with orange squash or something like that. What toys did you have? And um, toys were very, I think, eight specific. There was th- things for girls and things for boys, and you know, there wasn't things that both girls and boys liked. You know, like. Nintendo or whatever these days. But, um, so I liked Cindy dolls and Pippa dolls. Cindy's like Barbie. <coughs> she was English so Barbie was an American doll do hadn't really made it to, to Northern Ireland by 1978 anyway. And Pippa was a little doll with long hair who had costumes and she was sort of jointed so you could make her dance. So it was a popular one that you put on a record player on a little stand and when the record was on the Pippa doll dance, and that was a very popular toy. What kind of sport were you into? Um, A primary school, the boys were all taken off to do football, uh, and the girls did, what did we do? Um, Badminton, uh, gymnastics, um, things that were thought to be suitable for girls, really. Dancing? Mm, Not so much, no, school, we didn't do dancing, no. Outside of school, some girls did Irish dancing, that that was popular, Um, well before Riverdance, before it was anybody else knew in any other part of the world what it was about. Um, but yes I think the girls did I think gymnastics and volleyball and badminton while the boys did football. Girls were not given the opportunity to do the football. That was thought to be a boys thing. And boys' main sport was boys football? Pretty much, yeah, I think basketball. Boys did basketball and uh, and football and that that that, that was it. I can't really it wasn't a big emphasis on it. We, as kids, we played outdoors a lot more and we ran around a lot more. But organised sport through school, there wasn't as much as, as you've got. You didn't have swimming. We had swimming lessons every week from the age of about seven or eight. But that was up at the time pool. We were all brought up by bus, split into boys and girls, and uh, then split into whoever was not swimming at all and whoever was medium and whoever was good. And uh, we had that for an afternoon a week. I hate. Oh, yeah. Did you um, go shopping? Were there any like, um, shopping centres at all? There were no shopping centres when I was your age. Um, in our town, there were, the, the most fancy shop was Woolworths because they sold toys and things like that and that was really good. But otherwise, it was you went to a butcher for your meat, you went to a greengrocer for your vegetables. There wasn't a supermarket in our town when I was growing up. You had to go to the individual shops and get the individual things or maybe once a year at Christmas we would go to Belfast and there there was a department store where Father Christmas would come and that was just a day out to go to a department store which just seemed so big to us, never seen anything like it. What types of shops did you have, just like food and clothes? Yes, food and clothes clothes, really. Did you have toys? No, I think Woolworths was the only shop in our town that actually sold toys otherwise you'd have to go to the city, to the department stores or somewhere like that to get them. Or yeah, I think Argos came out when I was a teenager. I don't think we yeah. had it then. What did you think of space at that time? Um, well, when I was born, it was around the time that man was landing on the moon. So there was a lot of talk about space and whether we would eventually all go to the moon for our holidays, and you know, all have by the year 2000, would we all have individual spaceships and things like that? So did you so you had geography lessons didn't you? We had geography lessons. Yeah, we didn't do nothing about space in them. Um, we just really tried to cover what country was which. Really, it was all quite traditional. Um, what, moving back onto gadgets, what type of gadgets did you have? Like, did you, what about record player? No computers. Record player, transistor radio, um, TV, which only had three channels. And there was an hour of children's programs every day from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Um, and that was it. There was no Saturday TV for kids. There was no evening TV for kids. Um, Blue Peter, that was always our favorite program. Because that was on once... I remember it being once a week and then going to twice a week. Um, and that, that, that was aimed at kids, so that was, that was very unusual. Magpie, that was on ITV around the same time as Blue Peter. There was a competition for between the two shows. Um, I do know one thing about in that time. Could you tell us about that Northern Island bombing? Oh yes, that was a sort of a part of my childhood that I took for granted, but was probably un- well, it was unusual for anybody in any other part of the UK. Um, there were quite frequently bombs in the city centre, uh, which would put people off going to things like cinemas or theatres, or even going to you know a shopping trip into into department stores. Um, Sadly, um, there would be children who I would have played with or had been in my class who would have lost a parent or a relative who um, would have been killed in a bomb or maybe shot. Um, My own, the closest it got to my family was my father's cousin who was shot. Um, Where did he go to fight? No, he was coming back from a football match, and it was an Irish football match that only Catholics went to. And the previous week there had been a bomb off a bus of Protestant people coming back from a factory. So some Protestant uh, paramilitaries uh, decided to just pick some Catholics, and they knew that anyone coming back from this football match would be Catholics. And my father's cousin was one of them, so he, he was just taken out of his car and shot which was very sad. He had five little boys at the time. Um, but yes, we would oft, sometimes we would go to a particular shop uh, and be told, no, um, there's a bomb scare here. Uh, there's been a phone call that there might be a bomb here. Um, you must go home and leave the area. And sometimes that happened at school, where you have fire drill. We, we had bomb scares where we would somebody would phone the school and say, oh, there's a bomb in the school playing field. Uh, which there probably wasn't, but we all still had to get out while the police and the army came in and searched it all. Um, did you ever see a bomb go off? No, I never did. No. That's okay. Yeah. Did it is. you ever um, not see one go off? But did you ever see some? Were there ruins? Yes, we, we we did see the damage. There was a hotel in Belfast, um, which is the most bombed hotel in 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 the world because nearly every time they fixed it, another bomb would blow it up again. Um, and you 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 would get used to seeing buildings that had had glass blown out or areas that had been sealed off. It was unfortunately quite a common thing but when you're a child and that's your normal life, you take it for granted. That's the way things are. It's strange really. Did did you have bomb shelters? No, you just were told just to vacate the area. The police would decide how far away you had to go depending on how big a threat it was. So you just had to walk? Oh, you had cars? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Was it the Germans who... No, no, no. No, no, it was the Protestants fighting against the Catholics. The two Christian, uh, mm, two two Christian types, yeah. Um, um, what was your first job, Paul, as you were growing up? <coughs> um, first job I had was as a waitress in the hotel near where I uh, lived. So quite a good job. Quite a good job, yes, because well, I was paid 1.50 an hour, and that was a lot of money uh, when I was seventeen. And I used to go there on my bike on a Saturday morning, and I worked for things like weddings and functions, you know, where there would be. It wasn't in the the, the, um, sit-down restaurant, individual Mm -hmm. restaurant, it was more for events, big events. It was hard work. Can you describe one of the weddings that you... Um, Well, I was just thinking That's another difference between my childhood uh, and yours, is that we didn't eat out in restaurants. Nobody went to restaurants except if you went to a wedding, or if it was your first communion or your confirmation. Mm -hmm. Those were big events and you would go out with your parents to a hotel and have a meal in a restaurant. But you didn't go out every week or every month or anything like that, or just what's for I, the sake of it. What's for your birthday? You didn't go out to for a restaurant. You'd have your friends around, and you'd have a birthday cake. But I, I don't really remember people going out to restaurants. Not until sort of my late teens. Um, it really was sort of weddings uh, and first communion and confirmation, sort of you know your religious um, big events. So your religion was quite a big thing. It was Christian. a very big part, yes. yeah. A lot of things, but every Sunday you went to church. Um, at school there was assembly and prayers every morning. Um, major festivals were a big thing. And at seven you had your first communion where, and then you were prepared for that and you had to have lessons for that. And then at eleven you had your confirmation and you, you really looked forward to that you got to go out to a restaurant and you, you wore your best clothes and it was a big event because you were being told that you were becoming an adult in the church and that was a very important event. Were there any black or brown people in the area? No, that's another interesting thing. I had never seen a black person or a brown person until I came to England at 17. There were none at my school, neither my primary school nor my secondary school and I'm pretty sure there were no... Maybe there was a Chinese family. There was a Chinese restaurant opened... When I was a teenager, and they would have been the first family who were not white to actually be in my time, it was we just did not see people who were not white. Um. Go <laughs> Which university did you go to? Ah, well, when I was 18, I came to university in London. I went to the Royal Free, part of the University of London. And that's where you met. That's where I met. Yes, one of my first brown people, and I married him. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. What? Going back to jobs, did you have any other jobs after you worked at the hotel? Not, I think, when I was living in Northern Ireland. But I did work at university when I was um, um, in London. I worked as a receptionist in the X-ray department of the hospital to get some extra money for driving lessons. Um, what, What first car did you buy? What was your first car? My first car was a Volkswagen Golf. It was a Y registration plate just that made it nineteen eighty two model. Was it popular? Yes, yes, they were. I mean they were they, they, they were cheap cars they were at that time. Although cars now relatively are cheaper to buy than what they were then. You had to save for an awfully long time to get a car, and to be a student with a car as I was, that that was quite quite a you know an unusual thing. That's why I, I, one of the reasons why I worked through my holidays to try and get enough money saved up for it. What um, thinking that you got um, one pound fifty, about one pound fifty, when you went to the hotel. Mm. What? How much were cars roughly? Oh well, I was only seventeen then, so I, I, it was a, another another five years before I was ready to buy a car. But um, well, maybe three or four years before I buy a car. But one would have not gone a long way. <laughs> I suppose a bicycle would have been about maybe about thirty pounds to buy a bicycle. And most of us had bikes. We got them for Christmas or for our birthdays. Um, The first car I bought was £2000 and that was a lot of money to me when I was 20. Wow. Could you describe the first ever car you as a child got? Well, my dad worked as a sales representative so he got a car as part of his job. And um, they always came from England with English registration plates, and we always went up to, to see it coming off the boat from Scotland and collect it. It was a big event, um, and we had things like um, Ford Cortinas. They were always Fords so because his comp- Ford, was English at that time. And my father's company, as a British company, thought that all their cars that they should give their reps should be English. So we had Ford Cortinas, quite a few of those. Ford Capri, that was quite sporting. Well, Ford Br- Granada. Um, they were an average family car, I would think. What's it called? Four five seats. Four seats. Oh, yeah. Just no, just three. You know, two in the front and three in the back. But if you had friends, you would just squeeze them in. So you might have two kids all sitting on top of each other. So you could have six kids in the back, all sitting on each other's laps. So there were large families, and that was how they did because there were no people carriers. Did if you had a large family, everybody just had to squash up in the back seat. Did you have any pets as such? Lots of pets. Yeah, because we lived in the countryside my parents thought we could just really have what we wanted so we had goldfish, hamster, uh, cats, we always had a dog, my brother had a scorpion. Scorpion? <coughs> yeah, he came home with it. He went off with his friends into town when he was 15 and he came back with a scorpion and he told my mum it was only 50p. Was it a poisonous one? We weren't sure. I don't think we ever gave it the chance to find out, really. Did you ever... you just kept it in the cage. It was in a glass box in my brother's bedroom and my mother wouldn't go anywhere near it. <coughs> um, I don't know what my brother fed it on. He must have had to get it something. Cric- Crickets or something. I don't know. I'd have to ask my brother, yes. If you were a child and you came here right now, what would you think... what ear would you think this was? Um, if I was just to look at the classroom I would think we were looking at the classroom and what you're wearing and everything like that. Yeah. Would you like to? You have yeah. You have much more to look at, and you have more books. So I would have thought that that must be a very well-off place. We have wooden desks that lifted up. I think there are some still in this school yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Are but we're the only class that had them. Yeah, had them. that's how we have. Um, although it was quite fashionable in the 70s, they were experimenting with educational methods of teaching children in small groups around, ta- you know, groups and tables. So if you're a really good reader, or really good at math you were on one table. And then if you were medium, you were on another table. And if you were brilliant, then you were on a third table. So the teacher could go around the tables and teach, you know, give you work to suit your ability. That was quite popular, I think, way of teaching. So you were rather than being in twos, we were more maybe in fours or sixes um, in the classroom, and we always had to put our chairs on top of our desks in the evening mm. and keep everything tidy. And we had to change our shoes. We couldn't wear these shoes, your outdoor shoes. We had to change into plimsolls, which we called gutties. Don't know why we called them gutties, <laughs> but um, rubber rubber sole plimsolls, just exactly like the plimsolls you can buy now. And we wore those when we were walking around the school or when we were in the class and then we had to change, we had to put our shoes into a shoe bag and at the end of the day then we put our outdoor shoes back on or at break times we had to put our outdoor shoes back on. And um, did you have a chalkboard, not a whiteboard? Oh yes, we a had a chalkboard and somebody would be appointed the chalk monitor and they would have to um, keep the board clean for the teacher and bang the dusters, you know, an old-fashioned duster like banging together like that at yeah. the end of the day to get all the dust out. Yeah. Um, would did you always want to be a doctor? Uh, since when I was about 13. <coughs> I knew I liked sciencey things and I liked finding out about how things worked so I suppose it fitted in with that. Uh, <coughs> and my sorry. mum was a nurse so... Oh, oh. We've got a couple of minutes left. Have you done all your, your categories? Is there anything yeah. you um, Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think we've covered about everything. For we've so thank you for listening to me. Hi Jane, thank you. Enjoyed it. you.